Welcome to Book Recos Between the Pages. I'm Jess and I'm Lauren and we're the pals behind Book Recos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. Welcome to June aka Pride Month. We want to make sure that whatever genre you most enjoy reading there's an LGBTQ plus reco for you. So today we're doing quick fire recos across a few genres. And don't forget to take it off book bingo in your book recos reading journal. Happy Pride Month. Oh my oh my god, hang on. I've just remembered. Yeah. I found a 50p coin from 2022 which was the Pride coin. Have you ever seen it? No, I've never seen it. It's that. got rainbows all over it and it says oh, protest, unity, pride, visibility, equality. Love that. Um side note, do we have new money now with the king on it? This has the queen. But yeah, I don't know what happens with that like cuz there's other randos on our note, so can we not just keep Lizzie on there? Yeah. I don't think it works like that, though. Yeah. My friend just got a new passport like, and it still says Her Majesty. <gasps> oh, yeah. We're going to have to get... Well, oh, no, because she's had that. one post. Yeah, I know, but next round it's going to be His Majesty. Yeah. Who knows where we'll be in that. Yeah, I wonder if they just won't bother doing it because they're like, look, he's nearly dead. It costs a lot of money, quite literally, to print literally. money. Let's just wait until Will's on the throne. Yeah. Or they'll do it so they look the same. What do you mean look the same? Because, like, Wills and Charles kind of look the same. Oh, I was so going like, to say, or the Monaco, monarchy will be overthrown by then, so no need. Well, <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> but side note, very excited for the new series of The Crown. <laughs> what, when the monarchy gets overthrown? <laughs> I'd no, watch that. We're on to Will and Kate. Have you seen the pictures? No. Who's playing Will and who's playing Kate? I don't Kate? know either of them, but they do look like Will and Kate. And it's like them okay. at uni. Come back and wait. Come on, wait. Wow, and then Megan very... can play herself. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's very anti-pride. <laughs> yeah, anti-pride. Let's circle back. Let's circle back. Um, let's let's just get into it. So yeah, we were like, right, how should we do this episode? And we just thought, like, there's I've read loads of fab LGBTQ plus romances, but not romances aren't for everyone. So we thought, let's try and yeah. pick out a few from different genres. So that if someone's really into like historical fiction or YA, there'll be something for them. Great so idea. I actually get to kick us off with a book I've just finished reading, Ooh, which nice. is very exciting because I loved it. And it comes out, I think it's the 6th of June off the top of my head. It, it's the 8th of June. Did somebody reco us this or is this one we got? We got sent. Yeah. Yeah, and it is called My Own Worst Enemy by Lily Linden. Um, and Lily is already known for writing a bisexual romance. Can't remember, I think it's called something like Double Crossed or something from memory. But I haven't read it. But now I might have to because this was so great. Listen to this synopsis. Emmy is her own worst enemy. So why does she fancy someone who looks like her? Overthinker and recent drama school graduate Emmy Clooney, no relation, hmm. will do anything to be successful despite the lack of great roles for queer actors. But in the audition room for what could be her big break, Emmy meets rising star Mae Jones. Mae is the same casting type as Emmy, so they'll always be fighting for the same parts, short-haired lesbian. Unfortunately, Mae is also charming, talented and very, very hot, which means Mae is not just Emmy's casting type, she's also her romantic type. When their opposite personalities clash, Emmy and May begin a fierce competition to win the best parts, but if they are cast in the same show, will they find a way to act nicely or take their rivalry to the next stage? Mm. 
Can I see the cover? Not that yeah. anyone at home can see it. It's who I presume Emmy and May are. But that's that's the point. point. They look the same. And so as a result, there's lots of fun, like, casting room scenes where it's like, you know, a sea of people that all look the same as you. And so that's what, like, works very well with with her job being an actor or an aspiring actor because then like of course you're going to keep bumping into this person that looks like you because that's the situation is that very true everyone going very for casting realistic roles is i do same. like that and actually when i read the acknowledgements the author used to want to be an actor so pulled on her uh, experience yeah of that is it like enemies to lovers or yes but also they're they're frenemies the whole time like they're very friendly enemies with each other because oh. they like there's always this sort of like flirtation between them and like I they see. text each other but they are still like whatever i'm gonna get the role not you so it's quite not like it actually makes it more believable okay that um, sounds good it was very good uh it's got some shakespeare in there um because emmy is like well, very into her job like re- like does all the research to be an actor not yeah. just the acting uh, and so that's quite fun to you know depict Shakespeare it's like being at school um, it was very very good very funny very enjoyable I read it very quickly High lots record. of berries yeah in there very queer <laughs> very pink cover very gay Love yeah it. yeah really good book enjoyed that a lot cool. okay next genre Lauren you're taking us on with non-fiction go non-fiction we've spoken about this book already this year but it is so good it work it's worth another shout out and that is transitioning by Munro Bergdorf and quick synop it's an alignment transitioning is an alignment of the invisible and the physical it is truth rising to the surface it is one of the most fundamental aspects of the human condition a part of our experience as a conscious being no matter who we are as time goes on we all develop as people none of us ever becomes someone else entirely regardless of how we identify but nor do we stay the same forever we all transition it's what binds us not what separates us and this is written by activist and trans um, trans activist Munro Bergdorf, who's drawing on her own experience here and sort of throughout the book draws on her experience and also theories from lots of experts and change makers and other activists in just highlighting how we're all, we all go through transitions at many points in our lives and sort of helps to normalise transitioning as well as uncovering a lot of the ways that our society isn't set up to help um, transgender people. Or black people. Correct. Yeah, great book. We so should shout really it out every month. It makes you think. Mm. Really makes you think. And listen to it on audio. And yeah. it was great as an audio book yeah. as well. And not even that long. No. That Read it in so one much. bus journey. Mm. Very Ooh. long bus journey, mm. but <laughs> I suddenly <laughs> remembered where you were. I was like, "Fucking bus? Where was she going?" Yeah. <laughs> okay, right over to you. Hit us with a. Let's go hisfit. Hisfic. Hisfic. This is exciting because I read this book in 2020, loved it so much, and now I get to think about it again. Yeah. So I love that for me. It's City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert, aka Lizzie G, <laughs> who I didn't know was queer yeah really interesting um she eat pray love is essentially her memoir and it's you know she goes off in the sunset Mm -hmm. she divorces her husband goes off in the sunset and on her travels meets a man who she falls deeply in love with and it's like the perfect love story that everyone 
lots of people yep. aspire for. Yep. Um, however, a few years ago, she left her husband for a woman. And the woman is actually features in the book. <gasps> yeah. Um, and the woman uh, that she leaves her husband for um, has cancer. And she spent her last few years um, with in a relationship with her and she sadly died uh, I think a couple of years ago now Aww. really really sad um, but she just knew that she wanted like they were meant to be together and mm. wanted to spend their dying her dying years with um, as a couple lovely yeah I know Lizzie G's just such a babe yeah. when did she write this now I'm wondering if it was like before or after she left her what, yeah um, or so she wrote this was a this was published in, first published in 2019. Yeah, so she yeah, would have been. Okay. Well, that checks out. Here's the snob. New York, 1940. Young, glamorous and inseparable, Vivian and Celia are chasing trouble from one end of the city to the other. But there is risk in all this play. That's what makes it so fun and so dangerous. Sometimes the world may feel like it's ending, but for Vivian and Celia, life is just beginning. City of Girls is about daring to break conventions and follow your desires. A celebration of glamour, resilience, growing up and the joys of female friendship and about the freedom that comes from finding a place you truly belong. And that I hasn't done know. it justice at all. Yeah, I didn't know that was like LGBTQ. Yeah, so from they blood. actually get it on. Get it on. And it is, I remember it's set in like two parts because uh, then you jump forward into the future and it's just... I've seen some people be like, oh, it's a bit slow. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I was so enthralled right from the beginning. Like, loved being back in, like, 1940s New York and all the glitz and the glamour. You loved like, being back there, did you? Yeah. I loved, <laughs> I loved returning to, to my roots. The good old days. They're just not like that <laughs> I anymore. loved war. Um, but then they jump forward into, like, present day. And, like, you sort of, like... Vivian is basically chastised for getting wrapped up in Celia. And, great word. <laughs> um, and it's very good. And I wish I'd known about Lizzie G's like recent relationship because I don't know, like maybe there's some yeah, part of 100%. that in this, but it's really, really good. And actually now I'm going to reread it on audio. I've just decided. Because <laughs> I really need to read this oh, again. It's I so good. I Lizzie G narrates it. That would be even better. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Okay, over to you, Lauren. Again, I think this is one you've spoken about before, but I don't really remember you speaking about it. Hit us with a YA. Sure. They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera, I want to say. Okay. Forgotten. Um, and here's the synop. On September 5th, a little after midnight, Deathcast calls Mateo Torres and Rufus Emma to give them some bad news they're going to die today Mateo and Rufus are total strangers but for different reasons they're both looking to make a new friend on their end day the good news there's an app for that it's called The Last Friend and through it Rufus and Mateo are about to meet up for one last great adventure to live a lifetime in a single day it's, it's actually kind of dystopian now that I think about it mm. as well um it's really good. It's just like such an interesting concept. Like imagine like every day, I think it's every day, yeah, at midnight if you get a call from Deathcast. Oh, so it could be anyone. It could be anyone. Like if your your number is up that oh. following day, it means like you're going to die the next day. You don't know what time you're going to die. You just know that 
um yeah you're not gonna make it to the end of the day and that's not a spoiler um and it's like sort of a like there's like the social media element to it in that there's this like social app that you can download to connect with somebody if you're lonely and you don't have um somebody to spend your last days with or you you know (laughs) you don't have like strong relationships um and yeah that's how Mateo and Rufus end up meeting and they end up having this really fun day together and you sort of forget that um yeah they're about to die and then they die yeah at the end at the end crucial um and i have seen on the social web mm. that there's a sequel or yes. maybe it's a prequel i don't know who knows actually we should we, we get that wrong that research what was like, yeah uh coho <laughs> yeah what was it called again it's something um, like the last day to first die or to die first to die so maybe it is a prequel are you gonna read the second one <laughs> yeah i am actually Okay. I'd really like to. I'm going to find out if it's a sequel or a prequel or just a You've got to let us plot. know. We'll circle back. We'll circle back. Okay. Over to me again. And I'm okay. actually giving you a double whammy for literary fiction. Oh, what a treat. Same author. But to me, like, I don't know which of his books I preferred. So this is Douglas Stewart, ah. who wrote Young Mungo and Shuggy Bane. Shuggy Bane won the Booker Prize. I can't remember. I don't think Young Mungo's won anything. Definitely should have. Um, it might have (laughs) and that just passed me by um but they're both i mean they're totally separate books they're not a series they are separate but they're both set in scotland what i think around the 80s one of them is definitely the 80s the other one might be like slightly earlier or whatever both in like really run down parts of i think one of them is definitely glasgow and one of them's like slightly further out is douglas stewart scottish do you know yeah and gay and so, interesting. Okay, so let's talk about Shuggy Bane first. So it's about this little boy, and he is young in all of it. And his mother is an alcoholic. His father, I think he's left, or he's just not really around. The uh, His older siblings are like, he's kind of just really lonely and left on his own because his family is quite, they're all over the shop, oh. especially his mum. And like, he just wants to do right by his mum. And like, it's not really about Shuggy being gay it's about him being different and kind of left on his own to try and figure things out for himself and it does kind of move forward mm. as the book gets on but so and like some people say that they like cried reading it and i it's really fucking sad but i just don't really cry that sort of i think someone has to mm. die for me to cry yeah um, um adam silvera they both die at the end i'm of not that one. i can't read that <laughs> i absolutely cannot i would have i know going in that someone's gonna die um so yeah it's really gorgeous that one is like more slow paced and character driven than City of Girls so if there are people that okay. like thought that one was too slow for them right. maybe Shuggy's not it but it's really beautiful and then Young Mungo is a chunky yeah Young Mungo is a bit more about actually being gay because Mungo uh, like falls in love basically but has to kind of keep the relationship a secret from his family and it turns really brutal and there are definitely content warnings for everything. Um, and it's, I said, maybe that one is more heartbreaking because like you literally see it play out and you kind of see what happens. It's really sad, but they're both beautiful and lovely and very well written and like heart-wrenching. Is, is Mungo his first name or second name? First name. Where, where's that? 
originate from. I guess. Really? Yeah. Sounds a bit Scottish. Mongol. Yeah, like haggis has two G's in it. You know, right. Mongo's got a G. <laughs> That's where my brain's gone. <laughs> Sorry to any Scottish people listening. Um, yeah, either of those. I'd, I'd say read both. Do I have a favourite? Yeah. Oh, I'm really trying to think. Because I quite like books about, like, like... I found it easier to resonate with Shuggy Bangs, which is like, oh, poor little innocent boy. Yeah. But then, like, Young Mungo, it's like, I like a bit of drums and relationships, you yeah. know? Yeah, and Jim Carrey's on the cover. <laughs> no, that's A Little Life. <laughs> is it A Little Life that that's the cover for? <laughs> it's not actually Jim Carrey, but that's who you think it is. <laughs> Young Mungo is the two men kissing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd, yeah, read either of those. And let me know which one you read, based on, like, my very brief descriptions there. That are Do you pretty think vague. either of them will be made into films, or have they already been commissioned? Not that I know of, but they've, they've been so hyped and, like, literally everywhere that I'd be really surprised if somebody isn't producing that. Yeah, I can visualise it, like, so... Like, I know mm. exactly what street Shuggy lives on and what his house really? is like and everything. And I know exactly where Mungo goes to meet. I can't remember what his name is, but the other boy. James. Is that okay? That's like exact. Like I totally know in my head still to this day, even though I've read them like a year or I two love years that. ago. That's, That's how amazing the writing is. Yeah. Um, so either of those in June or any time um, would would reco. Okay, strong reco. Reco <laughs> Now we're going to do something fun. Oh, was this not fun? <laughs> also, I've been having fun. I also don't think this is like any more fun. <laughs> what we're about to do is <laughs> not more fun. It's not. <laughs> but we thought um well i've already said that um my own worst enemy is coming out this month but True. we thought we would just spotlight two more books that are coming out this month that we think are going to have lots of hype around we haven't read them yet which is why we can't go into too deep a discussion but the synopsis are worth sharing so lauren what one are you going to talk about i'm going to talk about mrs s by k patrick and here's the snop in an elite English boarding school where the girls kiss the marble statue of the famous dead author who used to walk the halls, a young Australian woman arrives to take up the antiquated role of matron. Within this landscape of immense privilege in which the girls can sense the slightest weakness in those around them, she finds herself unsure of her role, her accent and her body. That is until she meets Mrs S, the headmaster's wife, a woman who is her polar opposite, assured, sophisticated, a paragon of femininity. Over the course of a long, restless heatwave, the matron finds herself irresistibly drawn ever closer into Mrs. S's world, and their unspoken desire blooms into an illicit affair of electric intensity. But as the summer fades, both women know that a choice must be made. Sounds juicy, right? Mm, And so we actually listened to the author talk about this book at the Fourth Estate event. Mm, Their summer preview, right? It was... She literally said, I wanted to write a horny lesbian novel. I've written that in my phone here. Um, so that's your vibe. And I feel like, you know, like dark academia kind of, you know, like if you've read, um, what's the Donna Tartt book? Secret History. And now you want like the queer version. I feel like God, that, yeah. that's got to be it. Yeah. And um, she sort of like explores this boarding school, all girls boarding school, which is hyper feminine and like that's not the real world but for people who go to all same sex same gender schools 
you do live in a slight different world, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just very interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to read it. And our proof copy covers. The spine cool. is like an oldie-woldie book in a library. Yeah, it's really nice. Mm. It's very pretty. And it's got like a library sticker yeah, on it with the I date like that. that it comes out. I remember freaking out at the event about how cool the spine was. Yeah. So I hope the book lives up to the spine. <laughs> Um, okay. What one are you going to recco? That's I not out yet. I'm going to recco a non-fiction, not out yet, but highly anticipated. And this is Page Boy by Elliot Page. Uh, and I'll read you the synopsis, which if, who, if you don't know who Elliot Page is, you will then realise who. It was two months before the world premiere of Juno and Elliot Page was in his first ever queer bar. The hot summer air hung heavy around him as he looked at her, and then it happened in front of everyone. A previously unfathomable experience, here he was on the precipice of discovering himself as a queer person, as a trans person, getting closer to his desires, his dreams, himself, without the repression he'd carried for so long. But for Elliot, two steps forward had always come with one step back. With Juno's massive success, Elliot became one of the world's most beloved actors, his dreams were coming true, but the pressure to perform suffocated him. He was forced to play the part of the glossy young starlet, a role that made his skin crawl on and off set. The career had been an escape out of his reality and into a world of imagination was suddenly a nightmare. As he navigated criticism and abuse from some of the most powerful people in Hollywood, a past that snapped at his heels and a society dead set on forcing him into binary, Elliot often stayed silent, unsure of what to do until enough was enough. Full of behind-the-scenes details and intimate interrogations on sex, love, trauma and Hollywood, Pageboy is the story of a life pushed to the brink. But at its core, this beautifully written, winding journey of what it means to untangle ourselves from the expectations of others is an ode to stepping into who we truly are with defiance, strength and joy. Wow. God, that sounds heartbreaking. I didn't realise it was going to have juicy backstage goss. Oh, Yeah. Love a bit of juicy backstage, yeah. of course. And I also hadn't really thought about, well, I guess because at the time we didn't know, but how as a trans mm. man wearing a baby bump, oh, like, yeah. that's got to fuck you up. Yeah, that's got to be really jarring. Yeah. Especially at the point in his life where he like come to that realisation that yeah. he was on that sort of precipice of understanding himself and his true identity and then going into a role where it is so and stardom yeah and people sort of you know heralding yeah this him as his birth body yeah oh it's gonna be good Mm, it's gonna be good i was actually at an event this week for work and luke evans was talking and he mentioned something kind of similar in the sense that as a gay man he finds it quite jarring or it is very jarring because a lot of the roles that he played because of the way he looks and he's, you know, a very handsome, mm. buff man, he always gets cast as these very straight men. And he said that's like really jarring to go from like not to be able to play your authentic self on screen. Yeah. And then like it's a bit confusing. Um, when you then cut, when the camera cuts, and he um, said he's writing his um, autobiography at the moment, um, so that'll be another one to look out for because mm. it's he's about like him growing up in rural Scotland as a Jehovah Witness. 
and coming out. Lots to unpack Lots there. to unpack. Oh, yeah. okay. When is that coming out? Don't know. All right. I hope that Stay I'm, tuned. I hope I'm allowed to see that. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't go blurting it out at events if we can't. Yeah, true. Um, okay. Obviously, that's not tons and tons of recos because that would be well boring if we were just reading synopsis out. But hopefully that's a few that maybe you haven't read before or you've seen around. Like, you've mm-hmm. definitely seen Douglas Stewart's books around. And maybe you just need a little push to pick them up. little push. And like Jess said in the intro, perfect excuse to tick off on your book bingo in your book recos reading journal, your LGBTQ plus um, square. And... Yeah one of the other categories because oh, we've broken them down in categories because we're God. just nice like that we're are just we letting givers. people write the same book twice yeah but they can read two they can also do whatever they want it's in also journal. your rules so you know <laughs> we you don't do, check you your homework <laughs> can if you want I would love that I would love that I too. really I get love a red pen, pen. <laughs> today's episode then like subscribe and rating and review it costs you nothing but it genuinely means the world to us and don't forget to share our podcast with your reading buddy because they might like to listen and if you don't already then follow us on instagram at book for funnily enough more book recommendations see you next week we'll be here